From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and patriots of all ages, welcome again to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. And as our announcer has said, I am the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks, as well as your host and tour guide through the alternate universe of Joe Biden's very weirded out America. Now, before we get into today's uh, adventure in podcasting, just wanted to let you know, if you want to make contact with us, just uh, give us an email at inblackandright at gmail.com, or you can go to our website, inblackandright.net. Uh, also, don't forget to stop at the uh, online our online store. Uh, maybe find something in time for uh, the holidays or the election. Uh, we do have more, uh, some more items that will be uh, available starting next week. And we're also going to be working on a holiday collection here. But uh, with that in mind, let's go get them. Now, yesterday's big news that just blew people's minds was OPEC. At their big meeting, announced that there was going to be a reduction of production. <laughs> a reduction of production. I mean that I did not do that on purpose, but it just ended up that way. But OPEC is now going to be reducing its production by two million barrels a day. Two million. Now, right now, given we're in the fall. Winter is not far behind, ladies and gentlemen, especially in Europe, where it's expected to be pretty dang cold. Uh, all the way from England and Western Europe and Ireland, all the way, and especially in Scandinavia, Sweden, Norway, Finland, it's pretty dang cold there. Uh, Iceland, everywhere. It's, supposed, it's going to be a pretty nasty winter. Now, you have already have... Uh, just all kinds of problems in Europe, especially when it comes to energy. The Germans are figuring it out the hard way. There are other places in Europe that are pretty disgusted. There are even protests. You have the farmers in the Netherlands, one of the biggest food producers in the world behind the United States. They're ticked off about what's going on uh, with uh, fertilizer and the whole agricultural industry in Holland, you have protests, huge protests, tens of thousands of people in Prague, in the Czech Republic. You had elections in Sweden where conservatives uh, are winning in government. And most recently, well, or pretty recently, Italy not only voting for a more conservative government, but for its first female prime minister in the history of Italy. Now, next stop on the populist world tour is Brazil, which now has to go to a runoff election between its former uh, president, Lula, and the populist, more conservative president, Bolsonaro. 
And even to the point where now Donald Trump made a video endorsing Bolsonaro and getting the Brazilian people to vote for him. Now, it's going to a runoff because neither candidate reached 50% plus one. So yes, there's a little bit more time, but there are shenanigans and all sorts of hinky stuff going on in Brazil. Uh, 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 like for their uh, election and election fraud, but, but that's entirely different. But the, the issue is energy. Now we have OPEC essentially now putting a gun to the head of Europe and the United States. By cutting production, it's going to mean less oil on the global markets, which means the price is going to go up and way up. We don't know how much it's going to go up, but they are playing serious games with the global energy market. They are. And apparently they don't seem to have a problem with it. So what does the great clueless one Joe Biden do? Well, according to Just the News, Biden releases 10 million more barrels of, from, oil, from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve following the OPEC cut. Now, it was dumb enough to release all that oil from our own reserve to sell overseas, and almost a million barrels of that went to China. And not just to China, but a company with ties not only to the Communist Chinese government, but also to one of the companies that was run by Hunter Biden. Ooh, yeah. I mean, there's that. That's bad enough. But right, the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve, the levels are at their have are right now at their lowest since 1984. That's a long time, folks. I mean, the more Biden wants to use the Strategic Reserve to artificially bring down energy prices, because at some point, there, he's not going to be able to release any more oil from the reserve, because there isn't any reserves. They have completely misused it and squandered it. And now, trying to get it refilled, like Donald Trump did? Yes. And Trump, when he filled the reserves completely, he was doing it, when oil was 20 to $30 a barrel. Boy, you want to talk about a bargain? Yes, he filled it up and he did not pay nearly as much for it. Now, if you tried to do it now, you're buying oil at over $80 a barrel and it could go as high as triple digits. You try to fill the Strategic Petroleum Reserve when oil is $100 a barrel? That's going to be huge. And it's already bad enough, also, to add insult to injury, that the national debt has topped $31 trillion, that's trillion with a TR, dollars. And the spending continues. The drunken spending. Now, folks, as I've said recently, and will continue to say, with 33 days left, until election day, November the 8th is just the beginning. It's just the beginning. 
we have to start thinking more long-term. Now, yes, it would be nice getting a huge majority in the House, and you flip a couple of seats in the Senate, and there are some great polling numbers out there in Nevada, of all places, place where I used to live, lived there for three years, in Nevada. Adam Laxalt, the former Attorney General, is ahead in the polls, and not just conservative-leaning polls. Even CNN is figuring it out. That, yes, he is ahead in the polls, and he's doing an amazing job getting Hispanic support. I mean, not just, you know, it's 50% in Las Vegas right now, at least according to the last polling that I've seen, and 52% of Hispanics in northern Nevada in the Reno-Lake Tahoe area. They, too, are leaning towards uh, Laxalt and MAGA. Yes, it's a beautiful thing. Now, in Arizona, in fact, this weekend, in just a couple of days, President Trump will be heading out to Mesa, Arizona, to do another one of his rallies and to help his entire ticket of candidates that he endorsed, Carrie Lake for governor, Abe Hamaday for attorney general, Mark Fincham for secretary of state, uh, for Blake Masters going for the U.S. Senate seat. Yeah, in spite of the establishment not liking Blake Masters and not wanting him to win, hey, I say it's the down ballots. The down ballot folks. I mean, yes, Carrie Lake is doing incredibly well in Arizona. Uh, and, a poor, and, of course, uh, Katie Hobbs, the Democrat nominee and the current Secretary of State, won't debate Carrie Lake. Uh, again, a, another example of the Biden basement strategy. Don't do anything. Nope, don't. Don't try to defend your record because how do you defend the indefensible? Hmm? I mean, it's a trend. It's a nationwide trend among Democrats. They don't want to debate their Republican opponents. They don't. And, of course, I also said that be ready for the October surprises. And, yes, here it is. Uh, Georgia, right now, with Herschel Walker, they are going for it. You know, trying to somehow turn people against him. But Warnock is not exactly, shall we say, a paragon of virtue either. Because the woke Christians who have this thing with this messed up morality business and some moral equivalent crap, I mean, let's not forget, folks, one of the reasons, one of the things that Warnock tried to kind of sweep under the rug is the fact that his ex-wife had, acu had accused him of domestic violence. And especially since he's a pastor, my friends... And this is a dirty little secret that you're not going to hear from the mainstream press. You just won't. Now, it's very obvious in all kinds of polling that the Democrats are hemorrhaging. I mean, not just losing support among Hispanics, but they've been hemorrhaging it for months. Months and months and months. Not just about the border. 
No, illegal immigration is bad enough down in South Arizona and especially South Texas. Eagle Pass, Del Rio, the Rio Grande Valley. Oh yeah, it's a mess all over the place. But black folks too. Because all of this inflation, all of this, these shortages, the supply chain issues, all of these taxes, who do you think gets the, the most adversely affected? That's right, minorities, the working poor, black folks, Hispanic folks, uh, even people who are elderly on fixed incomes and they are living in bad neighborhoods. They're having to choose between food, medicine, or, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Baby formula, that still hasn't been dealt with. I still go to stores, and I pass by the baby food, baby uh, formula section, and there's still nice, big, empty holes. I'm going, yeah, for all those young, those moms with young babies, including my nieces, yeah, that's just really not helping. But with black Americans, who the Democrats have been taking for granted for decades, at least 50 years, maybe 60. Nope, 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 nope. But black men are really disgusted. They are really disgusted because they're sick and tired of seeing people like Maxine Waters, Sheila Jackson Lee, Whoopi Goldberg, all these establishment black liberal women, they're sick and tired of being emasculated. They're sick and tired of being kept out of the picture and not allowed to do their jobs as fathers because, well, and fatherlessness is still a major league issue in black America. The dads can't, either won't step up and do their jobs or can't step up and do their jobs because you got too many black women acting like men. Now, I know I'm going to catch grief for that, but you know, I understand this. I lived it. Now, my father, my late father, was murdered. And my mother had, as a single widowed mom before the age of 30, had to take care of us kids. And she did a pretty dang outstanding job with what she had. But when I'm seeing people like Stacey Abrams uh, and other people like that making some of the most outlandish, outrageous, and asinine remarks, I mean, did we not forget Stacey Abrams, who said that a fetal heartbeat at six weeks wasn't possible because it was a manufactured sound, quote-unquote, and it was to let men get control of women at their bodies. I said, this is exactly why I have my rule that stupidity doesn't discriminate. That was a bass-ackwards, asinine statement by Stacey Abrams. Not even close to true. And what about female uh, OBGYNs? Hmm? Are they going, trying to do the same thing? No. But yet, the mainstream media will look at these people and just go, oh, well, you know, and try to pass them off as some sort of intellectuals. I have never seen a more racist, elitist thing somehow trying to, 
let black folks know that, well, you know, you, you, you just don't have the brain power. This is why you have Blexit. This is why you have Candace Owens leading Blexit. Because that lady is tough. She is very tough. She is very smart. She will take on any of you, anytime, anywhere, if you got the guts. So yes, it's people like Candace Owens, thank God, for her. Because there are some black folks in this country who are going to, who are figuring it out. They are figuring it out with the inflation, with the rampant crime in places like Philadelphia, Chicago, Los Angeles, other places. It's ridiculous. So yes, absolutely. This is going to be real interesting. This is why I am more and more confident that the red wave is still coming. 33 days. Stay focused, everybody. Stay focused. But yeah, I've just had it with some of the elites in the media, especially the black liberal pundits, people like the MSLSD types, Joy Reid, Tiffany Cross, and other dingbats who are supposed to be so smart. They are nothing more than maintainers of the status quo on the plantation. And people like me, and people like Clarence Thomas, and others who are more conservative in their philosophies, they just want to either ignore us or try to essentially shut us up. Well, I can tell you right now, you ain't shutting me up. Not even close. So, don't waste your energy. But yeah, we, we've got problems. Not just with energy, but with a whole bunch of other issues. Real issues. Democrats are still banging the abortion drum and the climate change drum, and there are going to be some seriously messed up individuals who will vote for it. But the real issues, the economy, inflation, illegal immigration, crime, these are the real issues. And if you happen to live in an inner city, it's not just an issue. It's a way of life. People are scared to go out on the streets. And that's not just white Americans. It's black and Hispanic Americans, too. Because crime, inflation, they don't discriminate. They don't care what the color of your skin is. They don't care. It doesn't care what kind of socioeconomic background you have. There are things that are just brazen. Uh, certainly, most recently, an emergency medical technician in New York was stabbed and killed in broad daylight by some deranged person. And a lot of these uh, sort of flash mob gangs that I'm seeing in Philadelphia, I'm seeing a whole lot of black folks in there. Whole lot. Men and women. Kids. Yeah. So, don't go for this, you know, oh, well, they've been put upon. and It's like, no, they're thieves. They're thugs. They are criminals. Yes, and a black man just said it. These people are a mess. And no, I'm not going to go for the whole black privilege nonsense. 
I mean, I don't care. I truly don't care. I mean, I'm having troubles myself as someone, as a black American man, but I'm dealing with disabilities, health, chronic health issues, and I'm not really getting a whole lot of help, but I still do what I do every day. And I'm going to be doing the show uh, up until Election Day, Monday through Saturday. So yeah, I'm going to six days a week. Because the election is that important. The issues are that serious. And we need some adults with brains and spines to deal with this. Now, I know I've kind of gone off on a rabbit trail a little bit, but, but I have to interject a little reality here. Because I would be doing myself and you, my listening audience, a tremendous disservice if I didn't. Now, yes, November 8th is coming. Yes, I'm expecting major, major shift in the House and some in the Senate. Might pick up two, maybe three seats, which would be helpful. But with all that's going to be going on and all the issues that need to be addressed, the investigations, the hearings, and so forth, Government gridlock is about the best you're going to get until 2024, which is not always a bad thing. Because, as the Hippocratic Oath says, physician do no harm. Well, government, maybe you can do no harm or less harm if you have some type of gridlock. Now, yes, the lame the, the truly lame, and I'm talking both parties here, with this idiotic continuing resolution that's only good until the middle of December? Folks, if the red wave is coming like I expect, the lame duck session of Congress is going to be a drunken orgy of spending which really needs to stop. We need to prioritize what we're spending, and we need to stop giving billions of dollars to the dang Ukraine. The Ukraine has to deal with its own problems. We cannot continue to care more about the eastern Ukraine, the Russian-speaking parts of Ukraine. We got problems here right in our own backyard. And somehow, in the minds of the deranged media, the corporate media, that being America first is somehow a bad thing? I'd like to really hear what they're talking about. The green raw deal isn't working. It's not working. We're using up and squandering our strategic petroleum reserves so that somehow they can continue the illusion that they're bringing down gas prices. If you really think that's the case, Ask folks in Southern California, in Los Angeles, in San Diego, where you're talking six, seven dollars a gallon for regular gas. Don't even try to think about what you would spend for diesel if you're a truck driver or you're trying or you're a farmer and you're trying to keep your equipment running. Whew! Yeah, that's going to be a real scary one. Ugh, 
My, 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 my. Uh, but there's something else I wanted to get into uh, that really hacks me. Now, we all know about the Uvalde school shooting in, down there in Texas. It was hideous. 19 kids dead along with two teachers. All kinds of problems. All kinds of problems. Uh, Cover-ups, attempted cover-ups, investigations up the wazoo. But now, this is just crazy. Just yesterday, uh, an exclusive from CNN of all places. Former trooper being investigated over response to Uvalde school massacre was hired to protect the city's children. So this is a story out of Uvalde about a former Texas Department of Public Safety officer, uh, a woman named Crimson Elizondo. Now, she had been seen in a lot of this footage that they investigated they're in her uniform with the Texas DPS. So now, I mean, we've had 376 total law enforcement personnel who went to the school. The shooter was left alone for over an hour and 15 minutes with dead, dying, and traumatized kids. No, before they did anything. This is where I have major emotional conflicts here. Because as much as I want to respect law enforcement, I have plenty of friends who either are or have been law enforcement all throughout the country. I know the job is a dangerous job. But it was absolutely the most epic abject failure of response to a shooter at a school that I've ever seen. I mean, even Columbine wasn't this bad. I'm like, yikes. And yet, we've had people, and the parents especially of the kids who died, they're not getting a whole lot of love. They're not getting a whole lot of information. They don't really know what's going on. So now, here's, you had the police chief um, who got fired. Now you've got lawsuits coming from the kids, parents, the victims, and so forth. But this story was crazy. Um, wow. Wow. I, I'm so blown away by this, but Elizondo, apparently CNN, uh, reading the story from CNN, CNN has uncovered exclusively that Elizondo is one of those officers a close to the investigation also confirmed that to CNN. And that is an a investigation into their actions or, or lack of actions. Now, she no longer, this Elizondo does not work for the DPS. During the, during the summer, she left and got a new job. What did she get for a new job? Now she's a police officer for the Uvalde Consolidated Independent School District, where her role is to protect some of the very same children 
who survived the Robb Elementary Massacre. So, let me get this straight. One Dex Texas DPS officer, well, it's among a group of them, apparently she left the department, and now she's working for the very school district uh, that where she's supposed to protect kids, and she didn't do her job when the, when the, oh, oh my gosh. When the, when it hit the fan, where was she? Where, where were a lot of these people? I mean, I'm not talking just the Texas Department of Public Safety, but county sheriffs, uh, the federal branch. And yet, these investigations and the fact that the cover-up is a hell of a lot worse than the crime. Because these parents of these dead kids are getting no information, they're not being told anything on any level. Even the mayor of Uvalde is ticked off because they can't do any sort of independent investigation either. They're getting problems from the state of Texas and from the federal government and the Injustice Department. So this is just nuts. So yes, here we go. Uh, this Elizondo, I mean, a parents recognized her. Some of the parents, I'm like, oh my gosh. Now, the superintendent of the school district, a man named Hal Harrell, told a special town hall's meeting in August that at least 33 DPS officers would also be deployed around the district's eight schools. After initial concerns after initial concern by residents that officers who failed to stop the killing would be tasked with school security, uh, Brett Cross, one of the parents, told CNN he has been assured the deployed DPS officers would not have been responders to the shooting. So freaking what? These parents have legitimate concerns. Very legitimate concerns. So yeah, if the people who failed to stop the messed up psycho, who we still don't know that much about, there have, been, there have been some real legitimate questions that have been asked by some, but there's no answers. How did this messed up kid get the funds to buy not only these rather expensive guns, but the ammo? How? There's things that need to be asked and answered, and the parents aren't getting any answers. The local government isn't getting any answers. The mayor's not getting any answers. Nobody's telling them a darn thing. And especially the, especially the feds. They're, they're, they are a serious mess, folks. These parents are owed something. They are owed a lot. They are owed a very clear explanation. And if that means, and, and a lot of these parents are suing, and I don't blame them at all. Because if nobody's going to voluntarily give them the answers that they need to maybe bring some closure, to bring some healing to these families who've lost their who've lost kids, my lord, people, this is absolutely nothing short of a mess. So yes, I'm really hoping 
that there's going to be these lawsuits and there's going to be some real answers because they are needed, they are wanted, and help these parents and the families of the two teachers. Don't want to forget them. They need Their families need answers too. So this is going to be one of those to-be-continued kind of stories. So yes, yeah, so hang on folks. We are definitely going to get into some really interesting stuff. Uh, not just about Uvalde, but apparently Fauci, the NIH, all the money that Fauci made and some whole bunch of other people made too. So that's going to be one of those hang on tight to actually see what happens with these congressional hearings and getting some serious answers and oversight. And with that, my friends, I'm just going to call it a day today. Thank you again for listening. Uh, you can find the audio version of the program on any podcast platform, big, small, or in between. Just look for In Black and Right. You'll be able to find us. We just simply ask you follow and subscribe. And every time we put up a new episode, you'll be notified. Uh, also, again, you can check out inblackandright.net, our website, or uh, you can check us out on any of our social media platforms, Getter, Rumble, Truth Social, Parlor, and some others. So, take care, everybody. Have yourself a great Thursday. Tomorrow, it's going to be WTF Friday, so that one's going to be a fun one. So, in the meantime... Remember, as always, patriots come in all colors.